Welcome to the Interns Hope Church Run the Podcast. I'm Jesse Brumfield. And I'm Isaac Little. We are two Americans living on mission in Wales. And we're uh, both inviting you guys to uh, walk with us as we talk about what it is and what it looks like to be life on mission in another country. Have I what? Have you seen the heavyweights? I think, yeah, 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 I have. Like Ben Stiller's the enemy, the, the bad guy. He's the nemesis. But there's this song where it's S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Saturday. Saturday yeah. night. Uh-huh. Sorry, it just came up. <laughs> As we were talking, it just popped in my head. Um, Love it. I wish it was I had- Saturday, but here it is. We're on a Tuesday. We're recording. Welcome, Welcome. back, friends. We're just going to, let's just give the people a warning, Isaac, Um, because this is, this podcast is about being real and honest and Isaac and I are just not feeling it so much today. Not at all. Yeah. We've got, uh, I just shared with Isaac a term that I learned from another podcast I was listening to yesterday. It's Zoom gloom. And I think we both have it in a, in a real way. Yes. It's, it's a secondary, um, we call it side effect of the coronavirus. It is. It is. It's exhausting zooming all the time. And then you know what it makes me think of? Remember, um, did you watch Disney Channel original movies as much as a kid as I did? I did. That do Nickelodeon. You, do you remember Xenon Girl of the 21st Century? Yes, I know those songs. And that, what is the song? Zoom, 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 something like that? Zoom, 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 make yeah. your heart go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's what it I is, think of so. every time when we're like, yes, I'm going to be zooming you. Whatever time like, it's, it's definitely something that I kept secret inside of my heart. Locked away. People just don't know. That's not getting edited out. Of this Xenon episode, with an just X. so you know. <laughs> Xenon with an X. Yeah. Go check it out, people. Girl of like, the 21st century. 1990-something. Yeah. But, all right. You ready to get into it? Yes. Let's do it. We are doing uh, a focus on arriving in Wales this episode and what the first few weeks were like. Remind us where we left off last time, Isaac. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Where did we leave off of? Um, All right. Well, uh, remind us where we left off, Jesse. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) We left off talking about uh, details and logistics of getting ourselves to Wales. So visas and all that. Jesse, I remember where we left off last week. (laughs) (laughs) Left off on logistics and getting our visas and things like that. Thank you, Isaac. Mm. Thank you for for reminding us of that. Um, So yeah, today is is the actual like journey to Wales and arriving, which and and I'm gonna preface this. So we're gonna go over like what we think Hope Church did really well with that transition, and then some pieces that we think maybe could have been improved upon, Um, and that is. By by Simon, Simon's yeah. urging. Yes. That's so that we have the idea. blessing of Hope Church when we're talking about what they could have improved upon. So this is not about saying what they did wrong or bashing them in any way. We love yeah. 
We love them. We love the church. And we both had really positive experiences. So just want to get that out there. So yeah, this isn't this isn't the roast of Hope Church, Rhonda. No, it is not. We might have one of those one day. So well, whenever Simon is on, yeah, and he can speak in defense, yeah, that's when we can do a roast. Very true. Yeah. What What was your um, your departure? What did that look like? And then arrival. So, departure, I would say like, and I'll just talk like week before leaving because I think we've covered some of the other pieces, Mm -hmm. but I think it was really smart of me to take a solid amount of time off of work. So that was one of the things that like I would highly encourage. I, I took a full month off of, I left my job a full month prior to me flying to Wales. And, um, that was real good because there was just a lot that, you know, it was moving out of my apartment, packing up my things. It's saying goodbye to people and just doing all of those last minute pieces you forget about. Like, like the last minute before I left, I realized, oh my gosh, I have to like contact my car insurance company and like get my policy stripped down a little bit and change the address on that. You know, like I just had a lot of those random pieces that uh, were kind of left forgotten about until just, you know, a couple weeks before leaving. So it was a lot of that sort of stuff. And then like, I just felt like my calendar was full of lunches and coffees and dinners and drinks with people prior to me going. So, um, cause there were a lot of people I wanted to see and say goodbye to. So, um, and then I had a, like my, my friend Alexis and my sister-in-law Amber and my brother Adam all, um, hosted a going away party for me. And that was amazing. So I had family and friends and people from all the different parts of my life come and we had a big going away bash and I loved it. It was such a great night. Felt super loved and, um, It was hard, but it was good. It was nice to get a lot of people in one place and get to talk to a lot of people at once. So that was my going away. And I moved out of my apartment a couple of weeks, maybe just like 10 days before I left. And and so I was moving into my mom's house, moving a lot of my things here. And then I really liked staying with my mom before I left because it gave us some like good, solid quality time together before I left. And she is the one who drove me to the airport. Right. I live in Jacksonville and oh. sorry. I was just going to ask how long of a drive. Yeah. So I flew out of Orlando and that's about a two to two and a half hour drive, mm-hmm. just depending on traffic. So uh, we drove down to Orlando and she dropped me off at the airport. We got uh, my last meal was Chick-fil-A naturally. Yes. So that's what we got on the way to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and then I flew. So I flew over here alone or over here. I forget where I'm at. I'm in Jacksonville. I flew over to Wales on my own. I took one massive suitcase and one carry-on suitcase in my backpack and then had a couple of... uh, a, just a couple items shipped over once I got here, you know, some things that just, just didn't a few. fit. A box. <laughs> just a few. So. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I was really lucky in that I got a direct flight from Orlando to London. Mm. It was a pretty easy flight, didn't sleep much, but it was overnight. But met Isaac in the airport, but we were on separate flights. So we met for um, just a minute and chatted and then, yeah, boarded my flight over to London and landed. Isaac and I landed within like a half an hour of each other, I think. And Ben was super kind to come and pick us up from the airport so we didn't have to navigate trains and all of that. So that is something I would say they did really well. I think picking us up was just awesome. So I was just like emotional. You're tired. It's a brand new country. It's like all these things. And so to have him pick us up was really nice. And then it was like, what, a three hour, three hour drive from London. We, we flew into London Gatwick, about a three hour drive over to Wales. I think it was, was in, I think we flew out on the 8th and then we landed on the 9th okay. over there, which was a Thursday. So mm. flew out on yeah. Wednesday, landed on a Thursday. And then we went straight to, once we got into Wales, we went straight to uh, Simon and Lucy's for lunch, which was fantastic. Uh, he, they made us Welsh rarebit which is one of my favorite foods in the entire world. It's essentially like cheese on toast, but way better than just that. Is it the national dish? I feel like it's the national dish. I would have to look it up. I'm not confident enough to say yes. I think it to might that. be. I remember like praying together at Simon's after we ate and me just crying, which would start the first of many days of tears for me. Many many days of tears. <laughs> I don't remember you crying. But <laughs> I did. So after we had lunch, uh, Ben drove me to Norma and Ivers, which is the host family that I live with over there. I met them. Um, I unpacked and checked in with family. And that was day one. And then I'm, you know, you'll, you'll share with us. And I know Ben drove you to their house. Um, and the first few weeks, honestly, for me are just a blur of tears and homesickness. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, I just remember like waiting for the moment when there would be a day that I didn't cry. And I knew that that would be a momentous occasion because basically every day I cried multiple times. <laughs> Did you figure out the day? How it's in my days? journal. I could go back and look. It's in That's my journal. Really cool. I think it had been it had been over over three weeks. Mm. <laughs> I think it was almost a full month before I had a day without crying. But mm. I just missed home a lot. I missed home a ton. Your nieces and, and nephews. Yeah, I missed my niece and nephew. I missed my family. I missed my friends. I missed my church. I missed my car, my apartment, my cats. I missed everything. The beach, yeah. warmth, just being warm in general, I missed. Um, How you handling the heat now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm getting used to it again. <laughs> oh, goodness. So yeah, the first few weeks, just to be totally honest, were really rough for me. And that is no fault of anyone's. I think that was just my experience. I had never left Jacksonville. I lived in Jacksonville my entire life. I stayed for college. And I mean, I had, I had lived apart from my parents for a long time, but 
I was always within a 20 minute drive of them my entire life. So yeah, it was, it's just different. And I, it was just the transition and I had a lot of great people give me a lot of wisdom in that, but here's what I'll say about homesickness or any sort of grieving. You just, you can't go around it. There's no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. You just got to feel it. And so I let myself feel it and I uh, cried on quite a few shoulders. So. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first few weeks. I'll say the things that I think Hope did really well for us. In general, just like overarching theme is the hospitality, the culture of hospitality that they have created in the church and among the members of the church is like nothing I've ever experienced before. It's changed my life forever already. And that looked like just people checking in. I remember it felt like every time I would have a super low point, like just a point where I thought I can't do this. I'm, I can't, there's no way I would like have somebody reach out to me within like an hour of me feeling that way. Like just randomly, like Ola invited me to the movies and Hannah invited me over to their house. Just people thinking about me and people mm -hmm. reaching out to give me rides places, like that meant so much, like so, yeah. so much. The church also set up Friday night meals for us with a different family from church every week for the first few months. And obviously we had to stop that because of global pandemic, but um, that was really great because it's like every Friday night you knew that you were going to meet somebody new and it would just be really chilled and in somebody's house and relaxed. And that's a really, that was a good way I feel like for me to get to know people. So that was really awesome. Uh, just the way Ben and Simon checked in with us and, and Lois and Lucy. I don't want to exclude mm -hmm. Lois and Lucy from that because Lois was one of those people. She that I would like receive messages from like, Hey, do you want to join this Bible study? People are coming over. Do you want to come to this? Um, and Lucy mm -hmm. as well, like just inviting me on walks or people inviting me to the gym with them. Beth invited me to the gym a few times. Um, that just means so much like it, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort. Um, but man, it made a huge difference. Mm. So that to me is like the hospitality was the big thing that um, made me feel more at home. Meals, um, the housing that they arranged for me could not be better. Like Norma and Ivor are just rock stars, MVPs, amazing. They are such amazing people and Christians and Norma is like the epitome of a nurturer and they were so gracious to me and going from, I mean, I had lived alone for many years and you just get set in your ways and there are certain th ways of that I would do things and they were really gracious to me and the whole like settling into living together. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so those are those are the big things that I think of that they did really well and I think just easing us in. I think the first few days there was a nice mix of stuff on the calendar mm -hmm. but not too much. Like they gave us enough time to rest, but there was also enough on the calendar that you didn't feel too alone. Uh and then the things that I think could have been 
better. I will say I saw this on Isaac's and I kind of stole it, but it's, it's real true. I mean, I wish we had been warned about the coffee situation because <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, people drink coffee. Well, it's instant coffee people and it's not the same. <laughs> that was my, that was my strong that was a strong talk. Hey, you, you were going to, that's where I'm leaving it. You're going to finish that one off. The other thing that I think was just a challenge overall, and I don't know necessarily, this is something that Hope could have done better, but maybe just to think about differently. Um, or if you are a church that's looking for interns, um, transportation was a big challenge, especially the first month or two. I come from a pretty large city where I'm, and I'm used to having my own car because you kind of have to have your own car to get around. And I'm used to the freedom of that and losing that freedom. I never thought that it would be that hard, but just like the first few weeks, the things that I would need to pick up or grab that I didn't bring. And then it, it just takes a lot of planning to try and get somebody that can drive you. And I mean, I always found a ride. So I'm not going to say that like I went without anything. It always worked out. Mm -hmm. And I think after, you know, six weeks, six to eight weeks, like I was getting used to and getting more comfortable walking around and taking the train and asking for rides. But I do think like it in the future, even if it's like having some sort of church vehicle that there's access to, to go to, you know, different towns maybe something to think about. Um, But I also just realized for me, I think it's a whole part of the experience and it was a good thing for me to have to give up some of that freedom that I'm used to. I think Mm -hmm. it's been really good for me. Um, So I'm glad that it's worked out the way that it has. So I don't really even, that's not even really a what they could have done better. Hey, that's all I got. Um, Cause I think they did such a phenomenal job of, of hosting us. So that's me. What about you, Isaac? I'm going to start with the two days before I left for Wales. So it was kind of like a huge button up everything. Um, spending one of the things that I didn't do, I did not manage, um, I just didn't think about what it was going to take logistically to move um, my things from my grandparents' house to my dad's house and store, you know, everything. And so the seventh is I left with Liam and Caleb. I left Fort Wayne at like 10 p.m. and then arrived at Chicago. And so... I can't remember if it's an hour ahead or an hour behind. There's an hour difference in Chicago. So then I waited all morning to get on a flight to Orlando and then arrived at Orlando in the morning and then spent all day in Orlando, Florida to take the evening flight to Gatwick. And then so I had a really long time of waiting and the only and the reason why was so that we could land at the same exact time that i guess that's one thing the logistically if we could have planned it out um it would have been a lot cheaper 
And I wouldn't have flown out of Orlando, Florida if it, if our flights would have been different. So like um, answering that question, that's one thing that could have been better of like, instead of making it to where we land at one time, I definitely would have flown um, earlier and then just found my own way in hindsight for me specifically. Yeah. But that has, I, that's not something that could have been done better on their end. Um, yeah. And then, so then we landed, I stayed with Ben and Lois, which was really awesome because it brought, it brought back a lot of childhood memories. The, tra- the transition is always hard when you go to a different country and there's always going to be a culture shock and every single person, even exposed to the same exact things are going to have different, different things that they miss or different things that they want. I mean, specifically for me too, um, I, I'm used to driving or was used to driving at minimum an hour a day in the car. And, and that was just a minimum. Sometimes me I was too. in a car, sometimes I was in a car for three hours and yeah. like, and that was normal for me. And I love road trips, um, too. And it's really great to clear my head spit and, my brain and so um i just really do miss that so hope did really well they um i mean it was really really awesome living with the franks they're just amazing lois ben and and the boys caleb was really supportive of me living there um he reminded he reminded (laughs) me tell us how old caleb is Caleb is two and a <laughs> half now. So he is, he is very, he was very enthusiastic and happy that I was um, a, an addition to the family for a little bit. The Friday nights, again, it was really encouraging. Engine and Sean and Lauren were, were such a great encouragement. I love them. And, you know, Simon, Ben. Were were even Chris Gibbons? They were just real big, huge encouragers um, at the very beginning. And like was Sean was always uh, offering to hang out and and you know being a part of uh, the Triorchy Hope Church and being a part of the Tonopandy Church it was just very encouraging because everybody was always like you said supportive. Like Simon gave me a rain jacket because I didn't bring, I didn't bring a uh, a specific waterproof rain jacket. I brought one that was a water resistant. You know, something that you doesn't you quite get. cut it in Wales, does it? No, you really Gore-Tex. Um, you need waterproof. <laughs> yeah, Gore-Tex, um, something that that really takes hours to get wet and. Um, so like that type of support, um, my first Tuesday here, Ben let me borrow his road bike and I went to Blind Gwendy, which was up the bulk. Um, could have been better. Yeah. I was going to transition from that. Yeah. Bacon pe- people. Listen, bacon is not the same. American bacon is 5,000 times better than. You are so right. It tastes different. I don't know how to explain it. What they have in the UK that they call bacon is really ham. Would you agree? It, it's more ham-like. It's, it's more hammy. 
Definitely, I don't know. I don't know what it does. Or what it's not America. good. Well, it's fine. It's delicious. Just it's not amazing. when you're expecting bacon. Different. It's different. It's just yeah. it's a different, different flavor, um, different thickness. It's not strippy. It's more. It's clunkier. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's, it's weird. But do you know that like if you want to get um like bacon like you would get in America, I think they call it streaky bacon. Like you have mm. to specifically ask for streaky bacon. Streaky bacon. So I mean, so we're in what could have been better. I'm just yeah, the bacon. I think we could have been warned. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't really warn somebody when you don't know that there no biscuits and gravy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is for the Americans that are listening. So, and then um, for all of the Welsh and British and Scottish people that are listening, biscuits and gravy are different. They are um, like a muffin, but it's not a muffin. It's a biscuit. It's not at all like a muffin because they're they're more they lean more savory than a muffin. Like, because you use like salted butter and buttermilk, which is a little more savory, mm. but they do have like the fluffiness of a muffin. Right. And then gravy is different as well. Our gravy is made different. Like sausage gravy. Yeah. It's made really. Yeah. And then the level of coffee. Yes. Back to the, the coffee. Yeah. Um, Expand upon that for us, Isaac. We, they have what's we call them French presses, but they call them cafetiers. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not even doing justice because even the way that cafetier is pronounced is different. But that's not a that the the average is instant coffee, which Lizzie calls. I can't remember if it was hot a black bean drink. water. Mm, yes. Or is that and Simon? Simon. Simon. I Calls think it hot, hot mm. bean water. Mm-hmm. And so basically Simon and Lizzie have both said, you know, if you look at it different, specifically Lizzie, it, if you consider instant coffee different than coffee, then you won't be so disgusted with instant yeah. coffee. It is which true. That, which it brings back... But the thing is, is instant coffee brings back um, childhood memories for me yet again. So there was a lot of hard, I, I would say for me, the transition, I did feel overwhelmed throughout the first several weeks, but it wasn't a bad overwhelming. It just was like the pace was strong and I didn't feel, I didn't feel like my energy was gone, but I was like, uh, but at the same time, I, I guess the transition, I didn't know what would have been good to change it anyways. Like I, I wouldn't have changed the introduction, the way that we the way that we did things personally. They did such a Ben and Simon and this the whole church did a really great job yeah. of of just creating the opportunities for us to spend time with everybody. That won't, you know, because everybody was genuinely interested in in me and you. And we'd be remiss also if we didn't 
give a big giant shout out and thank you to Sarah Sutton for the way, like all the work that she put in mm. for us arriving and our schedules and just like the support that she was to. I know we've given Mm -hmm. that to Ben and Simon, but Sarah was a huge part of that as well. Yeah. And training, just the training that she gave us. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so helpful because yeah, I struggled a lot with a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff from the church was all on a computer and so um, I didn't enjoy, I don't enjoy admin. I don't know, there, there's not very many people that do enjoy it, but I thoroughly don't enjoy admin at all. And <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think the biggest thing for me was transportation to start with because for, for everybody who doesn't know this, the, the number one way that God was speaking to me was through my me driving. And I didn't learn it, that God was speaking to me the most until I got to Wales. And I was like, I don't have a car. And then it dawned on me when I had to get my quiet time. I was up in the attic um, where my bedroom was, which childhood memories, really great. Um, sitting up in the bed and I was like, and the Lord was talking to me and I was like, Oh, Oh, like, I don't know why it just, yeah, it just popped in my head. I'm like, Oh, you were talking to me in the car the most. And it was because I quieted my mind and I was still, and I was listening or listening to worship music or listening to audio Bible. So to not have that was like, I still actually struggle with not having a car. Like I'm in it in May and I'm like, I just want to get in my car and, and, and drive to, to North Wales. I don't know. It yeah. just, any, like, I just want to, I just want to get in a car and drive and I can't, I which is, that. it's more of a, it's a want. It's not a, it's, I know that it's, it's not a necessity. But I can't go, you know, there's certain things that I can't do. I can't go to the bulk up to Blind Gwynvy that we want to invest in without having some, you know, going with somebody. Can't do it yeah. because of the, can't do it because of the coronavirus at all. But if I want to go up there, I either need to be strong enough to be able to bike there and back without dying. Um, and then... Yeah. It takes more planning, right? It just, it's that level of freedom and like independence that you lose a little bit. I think that one thing for me is because I have, because I have experienced the culture shock of living in a different country permanently. I I think that it was easily, it was easier, easier to handle. But I would say too, is that the, 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 the passing on of the um, anybody that is interested in missions should really have that talk and that conversation if it's their first time leaving the country, the United States, to to understand how intense it's going to be, you know, um, because, yeah, um, if, if I hadn't have done, if I hadn't have left, you know, home, Indiana, before I went to a different country, this would have been so much more difficult and harder uh, for me. And so. Yeah, I agree. 
I think it was like purely the grace of God that I even got over my homesickness when mm. I, as quickly as I did. It didn't feel quick in the moment, but that was all God because it certainly was not me. <laughs> but any any last mm. thoughts or like um, anything before we move on? Now let's uh, just let's chat about food names and our loss in translations. Yeah. So we thought today that we'd talk about just some, you know, some strange things as in the cuisine in the UK. These are some of my favorite moments are just talking about food and the differences in food. Yeah. So we created a list here. Isaac, you want to start us off? Red sauce. What is red sauce? It's ketchup. Why? Why? I don't know. Am I because right? If you, do you want red sauce? That that's a question that I've been asked. And when I first was asked, do you want red sauce? I was blown away. I was so, I don't know what this is. What is it? You know? Um, yeah. My personal favorite. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm listening. Squirty cream. Tartar sauce? No. What is squirty cream, you ask? You haven't seen this one? Is it mayonnaise? No. Um, it's whipped cream. Whipped whip cream, cream in a can. Whipped cream? Whipped cream. Whip. <laughs> whip. <laughs> whip cream in a can is called squirty cream. And oh, it kills me every single time why so cool. why is it descriptive yes mm. but do we need to call it squirty cream is that the brand name no like that's no. what they call like doesn't matter what brand it is mm. any whipped cream in a can is squirty cream wow it's disgusting i did not know this to name I'm it learning. that it's delicious as a food but I'm learning. I'm learning new things every day have you tried salad cream um is it a thousand island dressing Mm-mm. It's I don't like know it. it doesn't exist in America, as far oh. as I know. Does it have mint involved? I don't think so. Tell us about the mint sauce, though. Can we can we throw it away? <laughs> yes. If it's, it's up like, to me, yes. Okay, here's another one of my personal favorites. Mm. Juicy bits. What you got? Oh, juicy pulp. bits. That's what you got. If you want orange juice with mm. pulp. You choose the orange juice with the juicy bits. That's really cool. Now, is there is there a level of juicy know. bits? Is there I like a high pulp, low pulp? I haven't looked into that. Like high, high juicy bits, lot, mm. lots of juicy bits, or small amount of juicy bits. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> You're going to have I'll, to go to Asda and find out. I will. Uh, oh, this is the other one that still throws me off is that mm. – um, lemonade is actually like Sprite or Seven Up, mm. like a, a lemon lime soda, is what they call lemonade in the UK. A lemon, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm teaching you things. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I did not know what a lot of what you said. Do you you remember this one though? The the last one on the list. Uh, uh, when we went to dinner, it was the first Friday we were in Wales at the Gibbons mm-hmm. and Jenny asked us if we liked coriander. You remember that? Yes. 
and we had a really long conversation about it because we didn't i didn't have a clue what coriander was me either um, I, I thought it was basil it's the <laughs> only thing that i could think of was like yeah do you put it on pesto um so or do you put it in in a pesto sauce like yeah that was so a good what is comment. it um i don't remember <laughs> cilantro cilantro and that is what what do you put cilantro on so usually i would put cilantro in mexican food mm. but she put it in bolognese and it was delicious um and cilantro is one of those things that like or coriander if you will some there's a certain percentage of the population that it tastes like soap too and they hate it but i love it and i think it's delicious so there's a there's a few of our submissions for a different food names for our lost in translation yeah um so what in the past week what have you learned all right so here's what i got absence really does make the heart grow fonder I have this deep appreciation for Jacksonville, my hometown, Mm -hmm. that I never had before. I think there's something about growing up at a place that you just see everything wrong with it (laughs) and like everything great about it, you kind of take for granted. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. always, it's always shocked me that people would ever come to Jacksonville for vacation. Like people come here on vacation and I'm like, why? Why would you come here? Why would you come to Jack's Beach for vacation? But now I get it. It's beautiful here. We have great beaches, great local restaurants, great local coffee shops. Like, I love Jacksonville. It's beautiful. I will never again take you for granted, Duval. And yeah, that's what I learned. Now, Jacksonville, is it a huge tourist city? I don't think so. A personal question. No. And what is your favorite football team since we're talking about Jacksonville? The Florida. Jaguars, duh. Okay. Duh. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah. What did you learn, Isaac? So, there's been... I'm actually looking it up. Hebrews chapter 12. So there's been like a a long time coming um, expo- explanation that God's been just like waiting. And um, it's like he – have you ever seen that photo where um, it, it's God holding a really big teddy bear and he's just – but it's behind his back. So you see the big teddy bear, but he's at, he's has his hand out to the child asking for the smaller teddy bear. I have not. So there's this meme picture and it's talking about the gifts, basically what, what, you know, the gifts from heaven and that um, sometimes you, you know, you need to surrender what you have so that God can give you something bigger. And um, so like the, the last couple of years, I've just I, I've just been shook, sh- shaken. I felt like you know, like that I've been. I, I don't remember where it's at. It might be in Matthew, or let's, let's just say Matthew for to keep the long story short. Um, but I always felt like I was in the boat, and 
that I was focusing on the storm and the waves and the, the lightning. And it was before they were, these disciples were in the boat with Jesus. Um, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And there was no storm. And so Jesus was sleeping and he, it was pretty intentional because he had a pillow and everything. And so he was asleep and this huge storm was going and the disciples started freaking out to the point where like they woke up Jesus and they're like, don't you even care? Like what's going on? And so Jesus, Jesus eventually stopped the storm and then I think went back to bed. I don't know if he went back to bed, but I like to think that he was like, come on guys, really just told the, spoke to the spoke to the waves and then the storm and calmed them said peace be quiet you know or peace be still um for so long i i've i i had always felt like jesus god wasn't listening and that i was trying to wake him up um and that he didn't care and so through this progression of healing and, and there's, I wouldn't say about five milestones somewhere around there in the last um, two years, two and a half years. And this one's the fifth milestone. Uh, and so it's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 21 of chapter 12. Um, Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, and the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festival gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enthroned in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they do not escape when they refuse him who warned them on earth, much less will escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer God acceptable worship, with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. I've just been shaken for the like the last two years. And when I read this, I just felt God like nudge me. Like, you know how like a dad or an uncle nudges you? Mm -hmm. It's just like giving you a pep talk or like a love, a love nudge. You know, I've, I've had it so many times where my uncles or, you know, um, my cousins, which I consider brothers or even my brothers have given me that love nudge. And I just felt like him saying like, doesn't matter what's been, 
in your life that has been shaken. I, you know, I just knew that God hadn't been shaken through all of that. That when I've been learning and being shaken in these last couple of years, that just hasn't. So a lot more scripture um, to that, but I, I just wanted to share that bit of learning that no matter what you're going through guys, um, God isn't shaken. He's, he's not moved and uh, he's faithful. So faithful. It's ridiculous. His faithfulness. And yeah. yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. All right. I think that's a pretty good note to leave off on for a week six of the interns podcast. Yeah. If you have any questions or critique, hit us up. Yeah. Rate, um, rate the podcast, review it if you can. That's super helpful. Um, yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Thanks for uh, coming back for another week. It means so much. And uh, we'll see you back next time. And next week, I'm going to leave you with a little cliffhanger. You're going to want to come back. You're just good. We're going to have a really special guest. And uh, yeah, you're going to want to be here. So we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye.